Today, oh computer, there's a long black train. Can you turn the lights on in the studio, please? Let her lost in that's um my impression of Josh Turner. <laughs> I had a feeling that would come up today. Oh, Why? oh my god. Well, be, well because it is something I saw on the interweb today. Um let's see here. Uh Miranda Lambert is Oh, all, I heard about this. She is Oh, poor girl, she's all upset because her patrons at her $300 a ticket show are up or she's mad because they're taking photos and they're ha- trying to capture a moment. And I think it is just so darn cute. That wait, she, wait, wait. You she, just said $300? $300 a ticket. and That is chump change compared to your queen. Yeah, to, to Compared to mother. Yes. Speaking of mother. <laughs> I don't even want to hear it. Oh, my God. Well, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and be like really quick right here, folks. Do it. This is our second attempt at recording this episode. <laughs> and I am currently recording on the exact same file that we had realized after 40 something minutes that we had made a mistake. I I made the mistake because I am the one in control of all of these things. Even though both of us looked at the computer several times and didn't even acknowledge it. <laughs> we were it. just like lolly-da, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, and then we hit like 40 something minutes and then I was like, oh my God. And Lars goes, what? And I said, your track hasn't been recording. So, welcome to our show. My name is Jared. (laughs) My pronouns are he, him. My name is Lars and my pronouns are he, him. And we are your host of... Typically Divergent Podcast. Welcome to the show. Welcome Welcome to to the show. show. We've been been waiting for you. you. Welcome Welcome to the show. show. Welcome Welcome to to the show. show. So we're going to do our best to uh, try to... That was really cute, by the way. We're gonna it was. Do, we're going to do our best to try and reenact all of our moments <laughs> from the first attempt. <laughs> and I was We'll thinking, get you up to speed. We'll get you up to speed. So this episode may be a little shorter than what last week's episode is, and it also may be a little shorter than what we had expected, just because um, it's hard to recreate something that's genuine like that. And that mm-hmm. this incident happened yesterday. Today is Friday. Day. and it was just like Lars had to go to work that evening and so we were already like concerned about timing and then um boom the incident happened and I said well we can kind of just stop right now there's no point in doing anything else and so um can you come back tomorrow <laughs> Lars gracefully said yeah, yeah I can do that buddy That's so okay. part two it's no big deal anything but a chicken wing anything but a chicken wing I went um I went to work and I told some of the people that I work with about what happened and they're just like, oh no, are you going to be able to get it out on time on Monday? And I was like, yeah, brah. Yeah, yeah, don't worry. Isn't that sweet? That is so cute. Yes. Because I I have got my coworkers involved in listening to my podcast, which is kind of like shooting myself in the foot. No, it's not. But Have they said anything bad about oh, what you were talking about? No, so but I mean, like there they're go. going to hear things that are going to be uncomfortable for them to hear (laughs) 
and then they're gonna have to come and come to work and listen to me yeah so um <laughs> well you know i i just i always think about like when things get a little naughty on the show i think about my mama terry my mama terry and then i'm just like just real quick hey mama terry so sorry well gotta go gotta go to work and just say what i'm gonna say anyway god love her she never brings anything like that up and so i really appreciate her for that. <laughs> so uh kids at lars's work just be like mama terry just don't say anything about it i and i told them i was like if you want to talk to me about anything on the show that has anything to do with that um wait till i clock out yeah yeah wait till i'm no longer yeah. in charge of you yeah. <sighs> okay so what did we talk about after that well okay <laughs> <laughs> we talked about our um little adventure that we had together with you jenny and i yes we went to the antique store vintage treasures which is fantastic yes we didn't they get to spend, lots of stuff we didn't get to spend too much time while we were there because we walked up and the guy was like oh they're gonna be closed in about 15 minutes and i was like mm, sir i gotta go try this store out and i we immediately right when we walked in the door we were like we're gonna be quick and i know that like in retail yeah. that really fucking sucks but like we were honest about it and we were checking out as the lights were getting closed off right at five o'clock what do they have to do count down a drawer that's it. Yeah, but you know, you want to go home. <laughs> Getting off at five o'clock on a Wednesday, working at a retail place like that, that's pretty nice. Yeah. You know, I would want that too. Nine to five. And well, I don't, I don't, don't anybody send me any applications or job offers for working in retail. I do not want that. But if I had to work in retail right. again and I was promised nine to five, oh yeah, buddy, I'm going to take that. Yeah. I had to go in there because there is a local company. Um, a local artiste who makes soaps and um, like deodorants and bath bombs. And I went online and found that they had some shaving foam or like soap, mm -hmm. but they didn't have any there. So I ended up buying two Elvis records instead. <laughs> <laughs> and I gaily walked through the store very quickly and got <laughs> the walk. I got maybe a quick glance of anything that I was like, Oh, I have to have that. So I, that's a fantastic place. And I have to go back. I mean, hours, I could see myself hours digging in that store because things were behind each other. You got to look underneath. Oh, yeah. You could be there a couple hours. Yeah. So we're going to try and go back in a couple of weeks. Um, and then around this time that we have the conversation, there was a, we talked a about weird, body hair. Oh, we did talk about body hair because, <laughs> because Lars's pities are fucking hairy as shit. Oh my God. <laughs> the Jesus only thing Christ. that Jaren is jealous of me about was my hair. Yeah. I'm, and I'm just like, damn. You know what? One time we were, when Nicholas and I were on vacation and I was comparing, but uh, my lack it's not that i don't have body hair it's just i don't have like enough that i think in my head that i want and so like we saw somebody we saw somebody who um like had like what i would consider like the ideal amount of body hair that i would mm -hmm. want on myself and i looked at nicholas and i said it is so homophobic that i don't have body hair like that <laughs> and he goes don't 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 do that and i was like what and he's like i don't want to hear you talking about like how you find other men attractive. And I was like, well, baby, I, I love you. I think you're so beautiful. I just want to look like that. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, but like, you're, baby, I, I like the way, just the way that you are. And I'm like, yeah, but wouldn't you like me with some more fuzz on my back? No, I love you just the way that you are. Okay. That's so cute. We'll see how much I actually get. Cause yeah. like they, they say that what they've found with trans men and it's not true for everybody, but everybody obviously is different um with their genetics and so like they usually will say if you take after your 
dad or your grandpa, then you can kind of gauge mm-hmm. how much body hair you're going to have. So my dad um, and my grand, both of my grandparents were not very hairy. Yeah. So um, we'll see. We'll see. And most of my hair is growing on my butt cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> and then like in my um, groin area, it is absolutely uncomfortable because like I've, I've had to like be very m- more, I've had to be a lot more detailed when I wipe. <laughs> and like this is a whole new like a whole new ball a whole new ball game man oh my god um i wish that my facial hair was growing a little bit more but one of my peers at work said that um well i can i can say foster because foster is like a dedicated listener to us what's up foster um <laughs> he was like man your like facial hair is starting to like really be noticeable and i was just like oh thank god and then when he comes in for haircuts and then he got like the little flyaways on like the corners of his jawline and I'm, I'm like, I'm going to shave those down so that your haircut looks. <laughs> I know. I don't want it to be like a certain way. I don't want to look like a rat. No, my God. Oh, Speaking of rats, the boys caught another rat outside. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the beetle we saw outside yesterday. Oh, rats. my God. They caught another rat. Yeah. Oh, they my... killed it. Okay. Left it in the garden. Great. Of course. It looked like a quick kill and it looked pretty recent so cabbage kept going over to it and smelling it i'm like stop it oh, it's just gross i said cabbage stop it but then i was like good boy cabbage though good boy because <laughs> i knew it was probably him because toad is fast but not as fast as cab yeah because cabby's a little bit more trim toad is a little bit more boxy uh-huh. so chibi so cute oh my god but um yeah well the, the rats, bug do you want to talk about the bug no i don't want to talk about that fucking beetle that was disgusting it, it was lo- just massive and it had big ch- pinchers i took a video of it because i thought it was really cool i haven't showed it to jenny yet because i got home so late and she fed me and then i just crashed so i haven't even had like i didn't even get a chance to really talk for much do you want to talk about the beetle no talks about the beetle anyway so, anyway sorry about that. it kept crawling well, towards me right. and yeah. lars was taking his video and i was like it's getting too close getting too close and he was like i'm, I'm not gonna touch it and i was like i'm talking about me and then i like <laughs> took a, a container Flings that had been it. sitting out i went and fling it i just like coaxed it off the deck it fell to it it, it fell. It fell to its back, and then it got it got off its back, and Ooh. then it, it went back to work, just like a good girl. <laughs> Damn. Damn, that's the... And that is not... I'm sorry. I want to clarify. I am not misogynistic in any sort of way. Um, I, we, I am supportive of all people and their sexual advances and things that they want to do with their life. So I just wanted to go ahead sex and... Sex works. Sex works great. Yeah, I... Yes, and I also didn't want to make any assumptions on like specifically like sex workers or just like anybody that's just like you know a sexual being. So I uh, that just kind of like flew out of my mouth in a way that I did not like, <laughs> and I d- just want to go ahead and make a quick clarification. I may my voice may sound deep today, but that's only because I got jock itch this week, and I am just you know the manliest man because I am <laughs> working out so much and it's become like my entire like day-to-day life and if anybody knows me since this is the first year summer that this podcast is this is the first summer this podcast is currently existing in if anybody knows anything about me the truest statement that you could say about me before the fact that i'm a homosexual is the fact that i get poison ivy every year yep and i've been getting it every year since i was eight years old and the first year i got it i got it on the inside of my groin in between my thighs and i'm a i got big chunky legs and so um they just rubbed and 
I had like waddle around the sum- <laughs> the whole summer while we try to medicate it and stuff. And I've been getting it every year since. And even thinking that moving into the city, I would never get poison ivy again. Babies, I still fucking got it. So I'm mm-hmm. hit with a double whammy. I got a, a, f- <laughs> a fungal bacterial infection in my groin and I've got poison ivy on my face and it's in between my fingers. And we're supposed to be doing pride this weekend. So if anybody <laughs> saw me this past Saturday and if you saw white flakes off my nose or off my forehead or you saw that my left eye was inflamed and it looked like a red... Uh, auburn smoky eye i swear to god it's not intentional and i am still beautiful on the inside yes you are just my outsides are looking awful this weekend so please i hope you didn't say anything and if you did say something well you're a dick well <laughs> yes yes and also like uh nicholas and i were talking about it last night and he was like baby nobody's gonna say anything to you and i said that's the thing i am worried that people are gonna talk about me and not to up to me I, it's not even noticeable i i know but i feel like it is like the biggest it's like a neon flag <laughs> a neon sign above my forehead poison ivy <laughs> come look at it and i just that's uh, something i struggle with uh vanity so so did you reach out to a doctor or are you just medicating at home Right I'm, doing, I'm doing creams and uh, witchcraft and <laughs> <laughs> no i'm doing uh, is it helping i don't have time for witchcraft anymore i have uh well it's caladryl so you know it's got that like drying stuff and it's the clear one so at least i can like be seen in public i've never seen the clear stuff before oh yeah totally worth the That's extra cool. dollar yeah cool. it's spreading I think it's on my legs. That's why my I, shorts look like this. You have to go get a shot. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to because that means that it's just worsening my immune system because then that means next year I'm uh, just that much more susceptible to getting it. I'm okay. trying to get well, my immune system Well, if it gets any up. worse over the next oh, week. You don't you d- worry. D- don't you worry. I cannot. I will kidnap you and throw you in Sue and we'll go to the urgent care. If poison ivy has ever been inside the webbing of anybody's fingers or toes, it is the worst feeling. I'm especially so when you work with your hands. It's okay. Especially when you work with your hands, it is the worst thing. Well, especially so, like with pride, you don't want to have to fucking worry about that. You want to enjoy yourself. Right. I don't want to like, I don't want to think about like my skin <laughs> feeling a certain way. Right. Now my back my head is itching. Anyway, um oh okay, so um I'm trying to make sure we were hitting up all the things that we talked about yesterday. Um Taylor Swift might possibly be doing an Eras tour second leg through the US. <laughs> Lars said that I was gonna need a GoFundMe, and that is true. <laughs> that or another job. Because it's for probably six gonna months. get more expensive if she does another leg. I don't know. I really hope that like it would be a a hat tip off to be for her and it would be a an understood thing amongst the community that like hey this is for the people who didn't have a chance to go the first time so like maybe refrain from like purchasing your tickets the second that they drop so um we'll see it was rumored this week and i gotta make sure that people know about it because if it happens probably gonna go do you think that she is going to retire soon i'm worried that uh and this is not like an actual real theory that's out there. This is just something that Nicholas brought up. And he goes, what if after the end of the Eras tour, she quits? And I said, then I I need to go see her yeah. before she quits. Because I don't want to wait 30, 40 years for her to come and be like, we're going to do a, like a reunion mm-hmm. tour or something. Like, no, I need to see it now. I would love Mariana's Trench to take note. 
Because my favorite band has not released an album in four years. Hey, you know what? Not everybody can write a song in 30 minutes like Mother, okay? Listen, but this is Josh Ramsey, and he's he he wrote Call Me Maybe, all right? Uh, so, like, he's, he's, he's a great songwriter. Oh, my God. There were some, like, throwback high school, middle school song bangers at, oh. at work today. Really? Yeah. I was like, oh, Thank you so much, guys. Um, Hot so, 1079. Uh, oh, oh, man. That, Remember, was, that was the shit. Yeah, it was. Yes, did, it was. Did you ever go to their 18 and under parties? No. Oh, my God. I okay. was always at country concerts. Cute. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, oh, actually, a couple weeks ago, Lars and I actually in this very same room learned that we were at a Alan Jackson. And, yeah. To, uh, like at the same time? At the same time. <laughs> in the same Coliseum Theater. Yeah. I, and he was like, oh, I went and saw Alan Jackson in Fort Wayne. And I was like, wait, well, hold on. What year was that? Because I was also there. And he told me about how he fell asleep. And I was like, I did too. So you would have been, what, five? Very young. Yeah, I would have been yeah. eight. Oh, wait, hold on a second. There's only a year difference between us. Oh, I thought there was a couple. Uh, no. Oh, my God. I was a year behind you in high school. You and I would have graduated the same year if uh, the elementary school that I went to didn't hold me back a year um. and do kindergarten twice because they were worried that I was going to be uh, socially awkward around older kids because everybody was a year older than I was when we, were, when we would graduate. Um, hello, newsflash. I don't talk to anybody anymore. And even then, before, I used to talk to much older people. Like, I've dated much older people. So yeah. being around older people has never been an issue. How so, strange. I know. So you would just put it been probably around seven. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and I was I told you that I was falling asleep up in the rafters because I was the best. <laughs> Not literally, but we had nosebleed sections tickets because right. it's just it was expensive. Right. Oh, sorry, I'm scratching myself <laughs> in front of this man. What was your first concert you ever attended? George Jones. Really? I shook his hand. Shut the fuck up. He stopped in the middle of a guitar solo so that I could give him a drawing. <gasps> so the the my dad picked me up over his shoulders and the and he got the crowd to like part ways for him <laughs> like he was Moses Party in the, the Red, Red Sea. sea. <laughs> yes. So that he could get me to the stage and they helped me get onto stage. And, no way. Yes, and I drew him a picture and I held it out for him and he stopped in the middle of his guitar solo to take the photo and shake my hand. Jaron, do you not understand that George Jones is like legend, a huge legend in the country music legend. art? Like, yes, yes, I know the possum. That's yes. his nickname because he looks like a fucking possum. Yes. But he's dead now, unfortunately. Big away. rip. Yes. Big, big rip. So, oh, my God. Yeah, I probably drew him like a picture of a train or something. Aww. And was like, my name's Jaron. I, I like trains. Yeah, I ate a Lunchable Aww. that day. I I have like. You remember the whole last day. The whole day. Like, my dad got home from work early. And he was like, Jaron, when you get home, like, we're going to nap, right? And I was like, mm-hmm. And I couldn't nap because I was too excited why and did they bring you? Because you just, you felt like you, did you like his music? Yeah. When you were a kid? Yeah. I grew up listening to like nothing but country. What the fuck? I know. And now I'm just serving cunt, honey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. Oh, <laughs> no. 
It's funny that you say that because this is how my brain is wired. So bear with me. All right. Bear and down. Bear with me. I am so, a bear, so I'm ready for this. Jenny's ancestral family, like down the line, is the Clark family, right? Right. So George Rogers Clark was a general in the Revolutionary War. He was the Hannibal of the Midwest. So he was the guy that was orchestrating all the battles in the middle, like where we are now. So like yeah. Illinois, Kentucky, Indiana, blah, blah, blah. So the tip of the he, Bible belt. Yes. He was an awful, like he could not spell, but it was common to not be able to spell back then. If, okay. unless you were like gentry and went to actually school, school and had tutors and like, right. And he you, did, he had a very little training and um, spelling and, and like okay. English. Ooh, sorry, so, guys. and if you go to Locust Grove where he is buried and where he lived the rest of his life, as a disabled man, it was very sad. Anyway, he there is a um, museum connected to it, and he spelled country, C-U-N-T-R-Y, mm-hmm. and name. it's in big, bold letters <laughs> in this <laughs> display. And every time I go to Locust Grove, I like make a point to go see it, because it is so fucking outrageous. <laughs> hey, you know what? Well, it was a different the time country. back then. It was a different time back then. Well, I mean, like, he just didn't know how to spell. He was just sounding it out. No, no I know. That's that, that, that. You missed the point. All right. <laughs> you missed the point. Apparently, I missed the point on everything. <laughs> that was scary. <laughs> everything. I was thinking about our conversation before oh, we started recording. My God. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. Anyway. Um. So, real quick, mental health. I'm much better than I was yesterday. last y- yesterday. <laughs> yes. Same. Seven, eight. Okay, cool. Maybe because yeah, I'm like slightly manic today. Good. But anyway, how That's are you? a good you? number. It is a good number. How are you feeling? I'm at a I seven. I, I just know it doesn't last long. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I can tell you why I know that I am a slightly manic. Um, because, yes. Oh, sorry for that throat thing. If that got put on the, <laughs> on the recorder. On the recorder. What am I, fourth grader? <laughs> what am I? <laughs> this is <laughs> this is official recording equipment. <laughs> Donna, my favorite client. Yes. She came in today. Oh, okay. good. How's she doing? She's good. Her birthday is coming up in a couple days. Donna, I hope you have a happy 89th birthday. I love you so much. She's so fucking old. I, I know. But, but that's you know, so fucking cool. She is so sharp. Okay. Good. She is so sharp. Every time I see her, not every time, that's absolutism. We, we, (laughs) we get into these moods of just being rotten with each other. Okay. Yeah. But we, we play back and forth. It's so cute. And I, I've told her so many times, I'm like, I, I, you are the mother that I like would have wanted. And she's like, if I was your mother, I would not talk to you like this. And I was like, you're right. You're right. Okay. Yeah, because she's that generation. Right. I was like, you're the grandmother that I would want. Yeah. So, nope. Why do I keep doing it? (laughs) (laughs) We were laughing about something and she got me going so good that I was sweating. My body was sweating and I was wearing this gray t-shirt and you could like see the lines on my body of where like the sweat was pooling. And I, I looked at her and I said, oh my God, I really, I'm, I'm sweating so much. I'm so hot. Look, I got like under boob sweat. It's in my chest, like the yeah. back of my head sweat. And she goes, I really needed to laugh like this. And I said, yeah, me too. Uh-huh. And I said, I'm laughing so hard that like my my thighs are are like wet and I need to go check them in the bathroom. And she, I'm cutting her hair and she looks at <laughs> 
she stops and she spins her head and she goes, I can't believe you just said that. (laughs) I was like, I know, I know, I can't believe I just said that. So she would have been born in... 1934. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Jared, that's that's impressive. <laughs> Bro, I know. 1930, the Great Depression era. Wow, she's literally she was born into the Great Depression and she is lit currently she is currently living through America's greatest is it recession is the word i mean i mean yeah like we're, i feel like we've been in a recession since 2008 i know but I, I saw, I saw, but yes but and i saw a tiktok that was like this isn't they're like you know some people are like this is actually a depression that nobody wants to talk about and then mm-hmm. other people are saying like um it's actually not like another great depression it's something else but i don't know if recession was the right word it just it, it had a more it was a more impactful word but um yeah i mean she she god she looks at me and she goes why well, i said i always wanted to make it to 89 and i was like and then we're gonna make it to 90 and 91 and 92 yeah. because like I, I told her i said remember you're supposed to outlive me and she goes i don't want to outlive anybody anymore and i said no, no when you're born, born in 1930 fucking <laughs> 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 like she has seen some shit i know here's the thing even though even though i'm gonna get on a quick soap bo- soapbox we know that racism is taught, okay? It's not biologically designed in right. us to be like that, okay? Correct. This woman, when I met her five years ago, she would use racially charged derogatory remarks, not realizing that they were harmful. And mm-hmm. that I was like, we don't use those words anymore. Right. If I can get her to go from, and she wasn't saying like the worst of the worst, okay? I'll just let you people think what they want to think she wasn't saying the worst of the worst but she would say something i'm like we don't say that anymore and she has completely changed her vocabulary and her acceptance of um people of color anybody who's not white and uh, specifically the queer community at 89 years old if that woman can correct herself and make mm-hmm. sure that she's being respectful and she, she'll tell you she's I'm, I'm a rotten little old lady but she, for her to be respectful like that, if she can do it, anybody can do it. And she didn't grow up in a, a racist state. She grew up in Minnesota. And she yeah. still, she was like, you know, words like that were said. And I was like, yeah, well, I'm here to tell you now that we don't say those anymore. Jenny's grandmother, Betty, is of around the same age. Mm-hmm. And she is the same way when it comes to the LGBTQ community, QIA community. Mm-hmm. And she has learned a lot with me being in her life. Mm -hmm. And again, like when she was told that I was transgender, like it took some time, but I mean, it wasn't anywhere near what I have to do with a fucking boomer. Yeah. Not boomer. Gen X. Gen X. (laughs) Sorry. Jesus. Yes. But like, it's, it's amazing. It, and it goes to, it just goes to show like how much has just changed with how we regard each other in as a human right they have seen things that my parents have not seen so i mean their outlook on the world is different right anyway (laughs) anyway so (laughs) what are we talking about today lawrence today was lawrence's uh choice of topic of discussion spooky he wanted spooky, weird paranormal creepy shit 
because um obviously like we just love that shit but also like a lot of people are putting out their halloween stuff and so it's like <laughs> christmas in july no honey halloween in july yes spooky season in july yes so lars is going to be talking about some ooky spooky stuff ooky spooky dookie <laughs> Ooh, spooky dookie spooky dookie when you go to the bathroom and you don't and you don't know what's coming yeah it's, oh it's my god you. that was me this morning i was wearing those cute ass shorts that you saw me in yesterday yeah and you know like how it is in the morning when it's like oh like i had had a couple hits of the cigarette had a couple sips of that coffee it's coming right now and then like i thank goodness i did not destroy those pants but like well poor nicholas's shorts it would have been in the dumpster. Hey, honey, where are, the, where are the shorts? Oh, I have no idea. I wasn't the last to gaslight them. I wasn't the last one to wear them. You wore them the other night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, you guys. I would never. I kind of love that man so much. Anyway, spooky. I love him because you love him. Well, I appreciate. But I that. do. I but I do really value him. Anyway, I think that he's pretty cool. I think so too. He's very talented. Can I ask you a question that seems kind of vain? Yeah. Do I seem happier with Nicholas than I did with you know who? Yes. Okay. Even though with all of the stuff that I've been working on in my head, do I externally look and seem happier? Yes. Okay. I don't need... I comparison is a an issue that I have and I don't want to necessarily compare those two specific times of my life or the way that I seemed with those two people it's just more so of like from an outsider's point looking in for as long as I've known you it's always been Nicholas and the other one Mm -hmm. your whole like aura has been lighter and your face has been more soft you look relaxed and like safe and okay calm cool all right anyway that's what i get (sighs) sorry guys anyway what are we doing today lawrence we are going to talk about the warren's occult museum in monroe connecticut ed and lorraine warren also real quick uh we are re-recording this so if reactions seem a little dramatic and a little extra, it's because <laughs> I am reenacting my reactions. Please continue. So you and I know, yes. and spooky, dooky, paranormal lovers out there should know um, of Ed and Lorraine Warren. They were a married couple who were at the pretty the peak of their success and like their like their well known like cases took place in the 1970s so um they were demonologists um ed was more on the side of the religious aspect of like controlling like demons and being able to recite like exorcisms and Mm -hmm. do more of like the ritualistic religious things Mm -hmm. on the on the end and then lorraine was more like a clairvoyant um who could contact people um who have passed on or was really sensitive to different energies and auras around her. So she could really like tap into that and kind of help. And so like when, when they, you know, were together, they were just kind of like a bombshell of like, just like so much like powerful psychic medium, etc. Wow. That's great. Like, like oh. I said yesterday, when we were <laughs> recording the first time, right. you either love them or you hate them because there is kind of a split, like, opinion about them some people 
believe that they were like totally legit that the things that they experienced were was real mm-hmm. and some of us or some people believe that they were really in it for the money and just kind of like milking like that, that i don't know train. like that gravy train and yeah. like taking things out of context making things out to be more than what they were yes um and i did see something today i want to add this really quick as a disclaimer there if any i was also because i knew what we were doing today because we did this yesterday Mm -hmm. i tried to do a little like side research maybe to see if i could add anything to about his topic of ed and lorraine that i could add on um but i did see uh like several links to some articles stating that like there were like sexual predators allegations on like ed really and, like a 15 year old girl um wow and that like some like this affair went on for like 40 years um so oh my god um, i don't want to give other people like more reasons to like not enjoy these people um and again like because of like things that i don't want to be reading about but then again like it's important to be informed so anyway but if anybody does look that up and like looks their names up and sees these articles and think like why are you guys talking about somebody who like has had has had these allegations i didn't want us to like skip over that if either one of us didn't like i didn't want to be pretend like i didn't like know of this because i didn't hear about that or even see these articles being posted on the internet until today. So, okay, you know, like we're not withholding information that like knowledge. Yeah. And again, like, I don't know if any of those things are true because I did not read them, but um, because that's what was all on Google for that first page. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to let Lars just do the talking today. So I had no idea that there was allegations against Ed. I feel like every single man in the media has allegations against him. Yeah. <laughs> so like and, and which is what do they all have in common <laughs> you want me to say it <laughs> no no I, I want the people to think about it for a second yeah and let yeah. them do it themselves for me and lorraine i find them ex- very fascinating mm-hmm. i don't really and i do as well i don't really believe one way or the other i'm kind of neutral because like i feel like they did have a gift was everything that they that they claimed happen really happen. I don't know. Right. We'll never really know. Were the movies exaggerated? The movies Probably. were ex- for sure exaggerated. Right. Cause you got to sell a story. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Do I think that previous conversations weave into the conversation of, did they experience something? And if they did, we, I don't have the right to say yeah, no, because right. a lot of these um, cases involve families mm-hmm. and these families are coming to them with, needing support and help yeah because going into more of the background with ed and lorraine like they started out ha- helping families and it was all free right um so it was all doing it for money yeah it was all pro bono and because they're really passionate about it i love that word pro bono me too i am and, also pro boner so. <laughs> i'm pro boner as well <laughs> <laughs> your face <laughs> <laughs> like yeah say that <laughs> yeah I am. yes i am sir so again regardless of what i think i'm neutral i find the things that like they've done fascinating and i feel like there is some truth to every case that they've handled and there is truth to their story and their experiences are true to them yes 
the museum, um, I wanted to focus on the museum because it is super fascinating because a lot of the, the all of the things that were haunted or possessed or had some sort of entity in them or attracted an entity is in this museum of theirs. Yes. And it is literally across like the yard mm-hmm. in front of their house. <laughs> so oh it's, oh, it's not in their house. It's not in their house. So it's actually okay. separate from their home. Okay. Cause I think in one of the movies it was portrayed that like their collection was inside their house. Yeah. I don't think that it's open to the public right now. Okay. But when, if you are able to go and, if you're able to connect with yeah so tony serpa is their um son-in-law and he is now the owner of the museum and he also owns their home now okay so he's the one that is in charge of um making arrangements for people to actually come and see these uh, these these haunted items it's not really open to the public anymore Mm -hmm. there was a really great article that i pulled um from connecticut and it is talk kind of talks through like what that process looks like and like what is featured in this museum and a little bit of the history around it and it is a little wild (laughs) (laughs) so when you first get to the museum you are required to bless yourself with holy water and this would be the first time that i would actually start believing in holy water right (laughs) (laughs) yes Serpa, Tony, he um, asked all guests to do it regardless of religious beliefs mm-hmm. because what is inside this museum is to be true of cases that are very like deadly and dangerous. Right. Because the items themselves are not haunted like there's a spirit inside them. It's just there is something that lingers around these items and is in control of them and manipulates them and that can cause uh, some physical harm and most likely some psychological harm to anybody yes. that comes into contact with them. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's nice for somebody to be like, mm, if you don't, if you don't want to do this, then you're not coming in. The Warrens were devout Catholics. So they believe that of course, Holy water crosses Catholic prayers and exorcisms were the means with which to ward off evil. So when you go into this museum, there's a lot of crucifix, mm-hmm. um, signage of like prayers, Mm-hmm. just to keep everything at bay and collected. The museum contains a mix of items that are either based on haunts and objects that have a reputation of being cursed, demonic, or haunted. To this day, Tony said this museum is still taking items in with, with its most recent acquisition being a sword that was given to the museum last year. It is inscribed with a demonic-looking creature on the hint, hilt, and the museum believes that the sword was involved in satanic rituals. So they're still getting things that have been obtained from the... N-E-S-P-R, which is... Nesper. <laughs> Nesper, which stands for the New England Society for Physic, um, or for Psychic Research. And that was created by Ed and Lorraine. Okay. So one of the items, of course, that is super popular that people love to see and visit which I don't know why. Um. <laughs> but yet this yesterday, this man goes, would you go? And I said, no. And he goes, I might, I'll guess I go without you. Okay. Bye. <laughs> I, I would go. Cause I, I feel confident in my, um, susceptibleness of that, that dark stuff. Mm. I would just make sure that I did what I needed to do and, mm. and not, and keep my mind close to it. Yeah. And I said, I would probably walk out of there and some natural, <laughs> Like just a thing would happen to me within the 24 hours after not being there anymore. And I would automatically be like, oh, I'm, there's a demon following me. My life is over. So it is best that I stay the fuck away from it. <laughs> I've been to conventions where they've had um, supposedly like um, haunted items. Yeah. I remember one of them vividly being Tyler was with me and it was a 
box that was used in an exorcist or exorcism and it had like still had the candles that were used in it Mm -hmm. it still had like the holy water bottle it had the rosary and tyler like wanted to touch it and i said don't fucking touch it just look at it so annabelle is sitting in a glass case and far in a corner and she is encompassed in a box that was made by ed okay and it has a sign that says positively do not open Mm -hmm. (laughs) They have actually made another box to go over that box just to maintain um, Ed's work, just making right. sure that it, it stays nice and nice and put together. So and untouched. Yes, untouched. Um, Annabelle is actually a Raggedy Ann doll, mm-hmm. so it's not what we usually it's not what we see in Annabelle the movies in the Conjure universe. No, um, it's just a regular old Raggedy Ann doll. So every time I go into an antique store and I see Raggedy Ann doll, I'm like, forget it. It's Annabelle. Not even looking right at there. it. Gotta go. Yep. Um, it is one of the most famous cases of Ed Lorraine. She is not menacing looking at all. She is much larger larger in person than most Raggedy Ann dolls. So she's actually really tall. Mm-hmm. Most Aunt Raggedy Ann dolls you see are just kind of small. But she's pretty, she's pretty good. She's three feet tall. It's like the original My Size Barbie doll. Ew! My sister had one. I loved that thing. I'm like, I want a My Size Ken doll. <laughs> <laughs> More about Annabelle. Um, just a quick back background about her because I feel like it's it goes really well with the museum because it's like the the biggest thing that they have. Um, the doll was given to a gift um, as a gift to the Hart of Hartford nurse in 1970, and when she brought it home, her and her roommates reported unexplained behavior. Um, so they said that it moved on its own. It attacked one of them, <laughs> and the Warrens were called in to investigate and claim that the doll was being manipulated by the spirit of an outside entity. So they did an exorcism at the apartment, um, and they took it home, and they put it in their museum. Or At that point, it was just a, basically a shed. Mm-hmm. Like They just wanted it out of that home. Yeah, They wanted to contain all of these things, so they just started it, and the museum came later. But yeah, they took it off their hands. <laughs> Could you imagine all those like entities just hanging out in one room being like huh. talking to each other? Yeah. <laughs> like so Like Annabelle's just like she takes a big hig off a cigarette. She's oh like, my God. <laughs> what'd you in for? <laughs> I was just thinking more so of like, okay, so how are we gonna unionize and use our evil against them? <laughs> God, that is so actually <laughs> fucking terrifying. Get out of here and do some actual harm. Anyway. Anyway. Um, till this day, of course, the doll remains in the care of the museum, where it is in a locked case. During a visit to the museum, the door was in fact opened one time. So Daniel Rivera, the senior lead investigator of Nesper, said that he pulled a new box for Annabelle that is better suited for moving the doll around. Um, so the re- he said the reason why I built the case was because the museum was closed, and we wanted to keep educating the public about these items that Ed and Lorraine collected. I built this case to represent Ed's original case. Riviera is the only one that is allowed to touch this doll. Mm-hmm. So when he does take it out, he uses, he wears these like infused holy water white gloves. Uh-huh. Okay. He says the Lord's Prayer and the St. Michael's Prayer before he takes this doll out uh-huh. of the case. I don't know why you would want to take it out of the case. <laughs> he said, hello, Christ. I'm about to sin it's again. me. <laughs> I say, hello. I love you to that man, but I'm not feeling him. Um... They're not entirely sure if she is still possessed. She is just there, rotting, like the bitch she is. Oh, my God. (laughs) If she's She's fabric, she'll never rot. She won't. She'll just sit there. She's probably made of plastic. She'll be here forever. She's probably got stuffing in her. She probably. When the world blows up, do you think that all the haunted... (laughs) 
<laughs> do you think all the haunted items will like float out into space and go haunt other planets? Like when people talk about like, <laughs> the world blowing up and they're like, all those microplastics will just be out into the space. That's actually a really deep thought. And yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Because yes, yeah. probably. Get deep I, the aliens would be like, we don't know what the fuck to do with this. I'm actually very, very surprised to hear that this museum is even actually still around. Mm-hmm. I feel like there is enough people that would be entirely freaked out or super religious, like people believing that it needs to be destroyed. Yeah. There is a proper way to dispose of items that are haunted. Mm-hmm. You can't just throw them away. No. You can't just bury them. You, they have there has to be a certain process in getting rid of them because right. depending on what is the entity that's attached to them. Right. It's just gonna follow you. Like along. a Louis like a, a Luigi board. <laughs> You are done. You're cut off. A Ouija board. You can't just throw it away. You have to burn it. Right. And don't even so, don't fuck with Ouija boards. Just don't fucking take it. No. One thing. One other item in the one museum that other I wanted item to in the museum that I want to talk about. <laughs> I am literally going to smack. Great. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. Fucking come at me. I got Donna smack me today. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Um, one other item in the museum that I wanted to talk through is a creepy, a creepy ass doll or another doll. It's like a kind of like a doll. It is a, a figurine of sorts. A figurine of sorts, and it really freaked me out when I saw it. It it, it looks like a paper mache <laughs> craft that some child made. <laughs> it has feathers on it. It's called the shadow doll. And it's one of the first haunted items that are that is visible in the museum when you first walk in. Uh-huh. It um, has bird feathers and a genuine genuine human tooth. It is made specifically for harm and is used as an object at the center of curses. Sir, Spira, so Tony, said that a person would need to take a picture of the doll, write a curse on the back of the photo, and then send it to whoever the curse is aimed for. Um, the person who receives the picture was picture with this curse invites the curse into their lives it is additionally said that the doll could appear in people's dreams while there's not much known about the doll it is said to initially be purchased in an antique store under the assumption that it was simply an antique and it really wasn't right so please be careful when you're in an antique shop oh yes um Uh, sage your shit when you bring it home and uh, pray over it whatever you want to do however you're feeling and also bring a clairvoyant with you (laughs) <laughs> I said yesterday one eight hundred call clairvoyant. That when I go to um, antique stores, I am so like emotionally drained, and mm. I think that there's something to be said about that. Yeah, but yeah, those are just like some insight and some spooky Ed Lorraine tales with their weird ass museum that I am so intrigued by and would definitely go if anybody wanted to take me. <laughs> If anybody wants to go with Lawrence, because uh, Jaron won't come with me, no, nope. that's fine. Nope, I'll be too busy saving my GoFundMe account money for Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, also, if anybody that's in my life like hears this episode, like I'm willing to take like cash donations. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, if you can hear us, 
Taylor, if you can hear us. Just give Jaren just a couple, t- just two. That's all we want. I've literally like already started to like uh, fantasize about like like reaching out to Taylor's team and be like, my husband, my fiance and I are coming and it would just be like so amazing if we could like set up a way to like get married on stage and have Taylor marry us. And oh my just God, can any, you imagine? Anything just, it, my, my, my thing about like people who have made big changes in my life is I, I feel this need to like, let them know like i exist today in this world because you did something that helped me keep going and yeah. I, I want you to know that like that i think that is fucking amazing and thank you so much for that and i just would love to tell her that that's all i want to tell her and i want her to look at me in the eyes and say well thank you thank you so much that was so kind of you all the other stuff i think that it's she cute other that people they're fine <laughs> tell me i just don't if you were to meet her i hope that she would be on her best behavior because we don't know how she really is. I don't care how she really is. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine, but I mean like, do we really know? But I have actually I have met her though. Yes. But that was when she was she was just, she was Taylor Swift and Love Story was just coming out on the radio. Yeah. So it was a long ass time ago. Long long time ago. She was nice to me, but she didn't have all that fame in her head yet. So I don't look at her like a celebrity. I just look at her like a person. She is a person. Well, but she's a celebrity right but i don't (laughs) i don't look at her like i look at britney spears where i'm like oh my god the whole world knows you i look at taylor swift as in like oh my god i know you it feels more personable and that is definitely her mission and so she's achieved it yeah anyway this isn't a taylor swift fandom podcast (laughs) but like we're talking about it every episode i'm just waiting for the day where lars looks at me and goes how often do you listen to taylor swift so i can tell him my answer how often do you listen to Taylor Swift? Every day. I'm sure. Every day. I'm sure you do. There's a there's a song for every feeling. Yeah. Mm. That's great. I'm glad that you ha- you're passionate about her. Like that if that's what brings you joy, then that's great. I know, but I need more things besides Taylor Swift <laughs> to bring me joy. <laughs> you know what brings me joy? Spooky stuff like that. Spooky that stuff. That I just like shared that. with you. Aww. Ooh, ooky spooky skeleton. I really think that because I was so hidden from that stuff because my parents would never let me watch anything that was scary mm. we couldn't be witches or goblins or warlocks for halloween because anything it was unorthodox yeah anything unorthodox and so like when i was finally able to when i moved out of the house and was being like doing my own thing and becoming my own person it just exploded yeah like all that was just like yeah um i had always grown up with scary stuff because i watched um the original exodus with linda blair with my dad at like the ripe age of eight years old and i was unable to sleep with the lights on for several weeks for several years that movie should not have been shown to you at eight years old well, I wanted to watch it. It's not that my dad was like, "Hey, do you want to see this?" Like, Has, did saw... he did he watch it before he showed it to you? Yeah, he went. That's even it, more fucked up. He saw it in theaters, and he was just like, "Okay, well, let me have my boy sit down and watch this young girl stick a crucifix in her, her vagina." I didn't make it very far. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, not. I'm getting heated <laughs> because that is not right. Oh my god, are the insides of your thighs wet? No, you, you said you were getting heated. Oh, shut up are you sweating <laughs> i'm sorry i just i that scene even for me bothers me as an adult well yes i understand that and it also does when <laughs> i didn't get very far because as soon as she spun her head around in the bed and said get back the girl's mine i i ran up the stairs and that was it oh my god speaking of scare scaring people to death yeah 
I got my sister to watch The Ring. That movie is fucking scary. When she was very little. So I, I was, mm-hmm. I was, I was, I was probably fucked up. You want to talk about people being fucked up? <laughs> I, this was back in the day. There was this thing called a landline. And right. If you had, <laughs> if you, a landline was a, a phone that was connected to a wire in your house in the wall. And you could have wireless, which is the closest thing you could get to a cell phone without a, a, a blue light screen and a computer. Um, you could call the, you could call your house number with the landline, hang up and put it on the receiver, and then the entire house would ring. So you could have somebody pick up the phone, and then you could pick it up after it stopped ringing, and you could be like, hey, you know, blah, 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 blah. Seven days. Uh-huh. I gave my sister the phone, and I said, hey, go outside, because we had a, a pond at this house. And we were going to go swimming, and I said, hey, take take the phone and go outside. Mom and I are going to get some stuff and answer if anybody calls because, you know, it may be important. You're such a shit. So my mom, I took the other landline and I'm running into the guest bathroom and she goes, Jaren, what are you doing? And I said, nothing, mom. And I shut the door and I called and she answered. And then I went, you're going to die in seven days. And then I hung up and then she, I went, walked out of the bathroom and then there she comes running oh with her. Oh my with God. The in the air. Ah, I'm going to die in seven days and I'm going to die and she's going to come for me. Oh my and God. I got my ass whooped. Boy. I bet you did. I sure fucking did. I was the first week of summer. I was grounded from TV, Game Boy, hanging out with anybody. I was only allowed to be at home the entire Oh, I was only going to be at home and wherever my mother went the entire summer. Jenny, to this day, cannot watch that movie. She can't even, she can't even see clips of it. She hears the music in her head when she gets spooked. It scarred her. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, it scarred her for it life. It was terrifying. It w- when it came out, when we were, yeah, it was, it was scary. Black. Uh, the imagery was really intense. TVs, TV, uh, TV tubes or TVs that have a re- uh, a reflection glass okay so non-plasma yeah. non-led when i can with tvs with glass when they're turned off they still freak me the mm-hmm. fuck out because i can see my reflection and i'm like oh i'm right back in that movie yeah Here she's gonna come any well like if i see a well i'm like samara oh samara's gonna come out of that i don't think that i think more so of like hmm, what's down there <laughs> samara <laughs> samara samara's fucking down there samara's down there in the hole oh uh, yeah. So, um, anyway, <laughs> that was uh, this is our little uh, spooky season in July episode, you guys. I kind of hope you kind of like it a little bit, and I kind of hope you kind of like it a lot, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, baby! And if you are interested in the museum, there's plenty of um, plenty of places to look at photos. We can even post a couple if if Jaren is up for it. <laughs> Like, is it too spooky for you? No, I'm I'm not. I'm just like, yes, let me go ahead and just do one more thing. (laughs) I don't even know how much of this episode is going to get edited. So I hope that you guys enjoyed it because I, Fridays is normally when I would do editing. And since we're recording on Friday, I don't know what, uh, we got pride. I want to take a day off. It takes up a lot of time. So maybe it's raw. Maybe it's uncut. Ooh. Ooh, I'm, it's raw and uncut. Ooh, like my cold brew. Ooh. Ooh. Shake my titties. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, we love you so much. Thank you so much for hanging out with us this week. We really appreciate it. We love you. <laughs> 
please be safe if you go to Pride. Please be safe if you go to Pride. Just please be safe in general. Um, you know, fuck the system, fuck the man, um, yeah. save the planet. And um, yeah, anyway, we love you so much. Um, but yeah, we'll see you next Monday. And this is us signing out. Bye. Bye.